I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. Let's get crack a lacking. Oh, hello, Kippen. Hey, Lacey. What's up? Um, oh my gosh, my day has just been basically nothing but so my oldest two are spending some time with their grandparents. Um, I've got my baby. I have a uh, my to do list is embarrassingly long. So all day long, I have been just organizing stuff and cleaning and spending money and shopping and just I don't know. I'm so wiped out. I could tell you're having a good time though. It's so freeing to have one child, <laughs> especially a little like sugar lump like Penelope, who just is is happy to go where you want to take her. Graham has um, this little next month off. He's got to use his last couple weeks paternity leave. And so today it was just me and the baby going out to eat. And we were both like, wow, this is what it's like to have one child. Because we've never had just one child with us, I think. So it's been very, you know, very different. I honestly didn't even think about that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it is nice to just kind of like dope on the baby. This is also the only time since Penelope's been born that I haven't had the kids. The kids usually come spend like maybe a week or so with, you know, mama throughout the year. So this is like, you know, the first time it's just us and my little baby since she came out from the hospital. So yeah, I try to soak it in. Anyways, enough about me. What about you? What's going on? Uh, you know, same old, same old. I like this week is a lot quieter than the weeks past. So I'm kind of trying to slow down and just focus on the beautiful weather we've been having. Um, It's like, it's really freakishly still cool in Florida. It actually is weird to me that it's still getting down into like the 50s. Oh, a cold front ran through, and I know this because it was 30 degrees, and the day before it was 70, so I kind of bitched a bit. <laughs> well, I know that they want to hear us talk about the weather for the next hour, <laughs> but <laughs> instead, we're going to talk about one of my favorite memoirists, Mindy Kaling. I, are you a Mindy Kaling fan? So I, I, I follow this a lot today. I love Mindy Kaling. But but this is how I am with every person that I, quote, love. I'm never like a true diehard, like, to the point that I know about a person's uh, history and, like, really keep up with them. I keep up with, like, current news. So, like, for instance, if somebody's having an affair and it's, like, on TMZ, I want to know about it. But I probably don't know, like, their life history kind of thing. So even this right here, I know maybe Kayla was on The Office. I know she's really funny. I know that she produced her own show. I know that she dated BJ Novak, but that was kind of it. So that is like the best to me is to go in kind of blind. And I, I enjoyed this book or I say book, I guess, I mean, I guess it's a compilation of essays, but it was so fun and so easy to listen to. I'm really excited to talk about it. So we listened to um, Minnie Kaling's Nothing Like I Imagined. Um, this is actually Mindy Kaling's third book, and I've re- I've read all three. 
sorry. <laughs> I just totally <laughs> burped. I need to put this away. I'm drinking Topo Chico, which is not what you should drink while you're podcasting. Okay. Um, I'm now thinking we should have probably went back and listened to Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? Because don't get me wrong. I loved Nothing Like I Imagined, but it's so short. It's crazy short. It's like three hours long if you're going to listen to it. Um, you can totally, you know, listen to it on one afternoon. But her other two books are just like, they're so funny. And especially the first one, she talks a lot about her childhood and just like how she got to where she is, like how she became a TV writer, how she got on the office, um, what her like college experience was like. It was really good. I've got to say, I read, I mean, maybe like seven, eight books, like back to back to back. I'm trying to remember what the last one was. Whatever it was, it really hit me hard to the point that I have avoided books for probably about two weeks. I read I just was, I just needed like to detox. Oh my gosh. Was it a discovery of witches? <laughs> I think actually it was because that was a 24 hour long and I did it in like four days. And I was just like, I cannot. I just felt like too much of a task. Yeah. So, I really put off this one until <clears throat> today, <laughs> but I gotta <laughs> say, I enjoyed it so much and I felt like this literally was exactly what I needed to kind of whip me into shape and to get my spirits back up. This to me, if this is how all her other books are written, I'm a hundred percent excited to read them because it was so fun. I, I truly love whenever a narrator or whatever the author is also the narrator if they are intriguing so i mm -hmm. literally start to finish i was just sitting there i laughed i laughed so hard i scared my baby a couple times <laughs> i was just innocently playing on the floor but yeah this was so definitely yeah, short but very fun the first time I read this book uh, was a couple of years after it came out and I was actually, maybe it was the second one. I really can't remember, but I was listening to it um, on a really long bus ride back from the mountains in Colorado. I was out there on like a business trip and I happened to be sitting next to like the CFO of the company. And this, I, I worked for a really big bank. And so I worked in PR, so I knew him and, but like, I was a little grunt. So like he knew me, whatever, but I did not spend a whole lot of time with this man. And I distinctly remember me sitting there, like trying to hold in laughter. And at one point, I just snorted really <laughs> loud. And he goes, "Of course, oh, what? Uh, do you need a Do you need a hanky?" Like, <laughs> you know, was like what an old man thing to say. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yep, he, he had one. He had one ready. I was like, "No, this book is just hilarious." Um, <laughs> but yeah, Minnie Kaling is a delight. I wanted this book to be longer because I enjoyed it so much, especially since she's a mom and her other two books were before she had kids. So I would have loved even more anecdotes about her daughter, but she seems extremely private about her in general. Like there's almost no pictures of her or anything. So I get that that she wanted it just to be about her and like her relationship with motherhood more than like, you know, her daughter's her daughter. personality. Um, I am a huge Mindy Kaling stan. 
I loved the Mindy project. I loved her as Kelly Kapoor on The Office. Listening to her voice is fills me with joy and delight. Um, so really quick, should you read it or should you listen to it? I don't know if you can. I think you can read this book, but Mindy actually released it on Audible. Like at first it was only on Audible. And if you have Audible, I was tricked. <laughs> this is the one downside of this book. I saw that you could listen to all of her essays for free on Audible. And so I listened to them all. And then I was like, ha ha ha. And I thought they were bonus episodes or like bonus essays. And then I downloaded the book and went to go read, listen to the book. And it's the same thing. All of the essays are separate on Audible as a fr like free. You could just listen right. to them without using your credits. I would 100% email them about this. <laughs> and get like, what? I know. I'm like, what the heck? I can't remember if I did that or not. It was definitely on my list, but at the same time, like it could have just been a point where I just completely forgot. So I need to go check in on that. Um, so that yeah, was also the number one critique online. Where I was trying to, for some reason, I was on Goodreads about it. Oh, not Goodreads on Audible, and everybody said it's it's great, but it's far too short. So oh, yeah. yeah. I guess if it's free, use that free credit. I mean, the lady is a tad bit busy, so I guess I'll give it to her. But for sure, you should read her other books. They're so good. This one's good, too. So my star rating would be five out of five stars. Love it. It was too short, but it was just so delightful. I would listen to it again in a heartbeat. I think you're absolutely right. For what it is, five stars. Very fun, very short. She talks a lot about um, being a single mom. She talks just like ra totally random stories that happen to her friends. She talks about social anxiety. I'm trying to think, is there any other? She talks, oh my gosh, not in like deep details, but she kind of mentioned like her mom who passed away and like the transition to motherhood with that. And just totally five stars all across the board. She does a really good job at being um relatable without pandering like she's mm -hmm. very honest in like that she loves it like she loves attention but only on her own um terms and like she loves to talk and like she's she's self-deprecating but she has such a good sense of humor and is honest in a way that feels fresh and it doesn't feel like she's trying to like you know pull one over on you like i'm just one of the girls like don't worry about me ha <laughs> like i'm so cool like she embraces her nerdiness and also the fact that she is a celebrity and like it, i she balances that really well i think yeah totally agree all righty so um before we get into all of our you know all the bits and pieces of this book we asked one of our um one of our listeners, one of our good friends, Riley Frazier, to give us his thoughts on the book, too. Uh, so we're going to drop this in in post um, and hear from Riley and what he thought about the book. But if you want to chime in as well on some of our upcoming reads, we invite you to leave us a voice message on Anchor. For some reason, it's going to cut you off at like a minute, but you can feel free to leave us a couple of them if you need more time and we'll splice them together and we'd love to share them on an upcoming episode. 
Yes, and we're so excited to kind of open the floor more um, to everyone else that may want to join in. Any sort of hot takes, any sort of qualms, any sort of like uh, plot point that like really stood out to you, feel free to share. We are so excited. And also, Riley, thank you so much for being our guinea pig and going first. All right, here's Riley. Hi, my name is Riley Frazier. Um, I am from the Utah area. Um, I'm an avid reader. Um, I am friends with Kippen and Lacey um, as I was a missionary in their area. Um, And I love reading a lot. I read a lot of different books and a lot of different genres. Um, And so I was excited to read this book about Mindy. Mindy's kind of one of my favorite authors lately because I find that she's really funny and witty, but also really down to earth and very personable. And one of the things that I loved about this book, going into it, I was very apprehensive on if I was going to be able to relate to it, being a um, heterosexual male that's never been married. Um, And so I was like, "Uh, I don't know. She's talking a lot about her children. Um, And I don't have children. And so that was really hard going in. But I loved how I had a different mindset afterwards. So, um, I grew up with a single mom and one of the things that I, um, I loved about Mindy here is she was talking about how she had to be the mother and the father, um, in this book and how she had to take on both roles for her child. And I thought that that was really admirable and like, I could relate to seeing how my mom had to do both work and be nurturing and provide both roles, um, the disciplinary, but also the nurturing side. And I thought Mindy did a really good job of talking about this in this book. And like, I could see in my own mother how she had to do that in her life. And it like, gave me a really deep admiration for single mothers out there and like all the hard work that they have to do. Um, and just what it's like to be a single mom. Um, so I loved that element. I think my favorite part of this whole book, though, was when she talked about being an A-list celebrity, being in these A-list parties, and she has all this social anxiety. Um, And that is something that I myself struggle with quite a bit. Um, A lot of people see me as this really social, bubbly, down-to-earth person, and I am very not. I'm actually a very introverted person. And so social anxieties creep me out, and they freak me out, and like... I felt like Mindy just nailed this right on the on the head when she talks about how she was scared to walk into these parties and how she doesn't feel like she should be on the guest list and she doesn't know how to talk to all these big people and that's how I am like I I don't especially at church like I'm like I don't know how to talk to these people like I don't know um and I freak out inside and so it was really cool to see that Mindy also has this same point of view that I do. Okay, we need to kick this off. And I don't know, what was your absolute favorite episode? Or do you want to talk about all of them? Oh, I want to talk about all of them for sure. My most favorite, I think my most favorite, or at least the one that stood out to me the most was, first of all, I told you, I knew she dated BJ Novak. I, it makes no difference in our own life, but I want them to be together so badly. I am sorry. I don't understand the dynamic of dating, besties, godfather. She mentioned him in, I would say, at least half. Uh, let me see. She did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, 
essays. Mm -hmm. He was mentioned in at least half of them. I don't understand their relationship. If you Google who is BJ Novak dating, which I just did, it comes oh, up no. with Mindy Kaling, which okay. is bold. Okay. They're not <laughs> dating, but I'm just like, come on. The world, the world wants, he must just be a difficult partner. That's, or maybe she is. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. It's like, you know, I have a lot of friends who I love to death, but like, what is a couple at all? So maybe it's just that kind of thing. I can't imagine either one of them being difficult, though, and still being on such great terms. It's, it's true. It, it must just be like truly just dating your best friend. There's no real connection. I, I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. But I say all this to say my favorite was probably when she said they're eight months pregnant or she's eight months pregnant and she's endured. It's this blaze and hot. She said it's like November and she's just kind of feeling like, When's it ever going to end the heat? And I get it. I was eight months pregnant in the middle of the summer and mm-hmm. feel like I'm just literally going to like waste away and die. And they go out to this restaurant and somebody compliments them. And she said, you know, he's been building up this whole story talking about um, Sharon Tate and Marilyn, not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. And anyways, and so she's a little bit freaked out. And they go to the restaurant that's closed and they go back to the car and they see a man. In BJ's car on his laptop. <laughs> I was literally howling and cracking up. And then she says she stands her huge belly in front of the door to block him. But that, the freaking balls, I could not get over it. I was like, what if he slowed the door up and slammed into your baby or slowed the door up and pushed you into the road or has a weapon? I was just I like, could not get over this. My okay my instagram memories uh reminded me the other day that we are coming up on it might be like a year to the day a year ago where a strange man walked into my house one night it was like maybe like 7 or 8 p.m and this guy i was sitting on my bed and i look up and this young guy is just standing in my door and he goes like oh, this isn't my friend's house. And he is like high as a kite and he turns around and he leaves. And my girls were like up, they were watching a show. It was the freakiest thing on the planet. He then like proceeded to walk around my whole neighborhood. Like it was so weird, but it's crazy. Like what you actually do in the moment of this stuff happening. Like what would I really do in the moment if I saw a strange man looking not just like trying to steal his laptop but like scroll <laughs> like looking at his laptop in his car uh i don't know because it's just like i think you uh i don't know you're like little lizard brain takes over so she know. saw herself as a charlie's angel or something uh, it to me was so it goes against every single bone in my body like the way that she was trying to defend where I would be the person like I, if I had to assume what I would do, I would probably be hollering and mm-hmm. it's certainly not in attack mode. If anything, I am going to protect myself and my child would be my thought. And I might be like, get out of that car, but I'm not going to be like, you know, using my huge belly and like protruding like, yeah. like, no, she was just fed up. She was fed up. She's hangry. 
and also got to me that she said that he knew them. He knew that they were on the, because the office was right at the time. So I'm yeah. like, this, I mean, they both had a lot of guile. I the was just gall. like, that's, I know. okay. <laughs> that's true. That was what so was, good. What was your favorite or what stood out? Oh, my absolute favorite was the story about her having to shave her child's head for like a puja or something and like that whole scenario and like the idea of getting yourself into something and like realizing halfway through that it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be but you just have to continue and just her whole like (laughs) interaction with the hairdresser (laughs) and like the look on her child's face and the whole thing was just it was it was great and it was i could just picture it going down just like that that to me was a true like how many times as a parent have you been like oh my gosh it's easter i bought the girls this special outfit and these beautiful baskets and we're gonna take a picture by this beautiful blooming tree and then the day happens and your child throws up on the or the other child takes a blue <laughs> marker and draws on it or one pitches a fit and you're like come on like this you know the dream you have it's like crashing and burning it's true and I just liked her hearing, like hearing her talk about um, religious, like being religious or not religious and exploring that in a way that just felt like natural and fun. And it wasn't like this serious thing, but it was something that she wanted and like she had to make some kind of decision in her life. But like, I don't know. I, I really like how she approached that because it doesn't have to be. um I don't know. And I, I don't know what a relationship is what I have. Yeah. To yeah, exactly. And I, I just like respected that she wanted something and uh, as a way of like, especially cause she kind of brought it back to like connecting with her mom and keeping that alive in her child's life as well. That was like very, actually very sweet. I, I really love that one too for, for the sake of the religion. It made me really think about how many people in my own life are just like that, where it's like, you're not like you, have elements that you believe in but you're not necessarily whole wholeheartedly into every bit of it but right like you said like it's still part of your identity so you kind of adopt and you kind of pick and choose like okay this is important to me but this aspect really isn't and and i thought it was so much fun i also loved how she talked about like how it was very much just like all about the party for her and like not really like the spiritual point and like so as soon as it happens she's trying to clean up the hair and there's a big open bar going on and and she's trying to figure out you know like the bounce and oh my gosh so relatable i also cracked up when she definitely drug hillsong church and (laughs) you will not be justin bieber i'm like (laughs) she did not get a dime (laughs) so good I also, um, well, actually, do you want to just start from the top? Because I don't have a list of the essays. Yeah, sure. So that was, yeah, that was our first one was I'm kind of Hindu. Then she gets into an element. This is what's not part of what um, Riley was talking about, where it said, please like me, but keep away. She talks (laughs) a lot about her social anxiety. This to me, especially for a person like her. And also Riley is very true. What he said, he is such like a fun, vivacious person. And it's always so shocking to me whenever I find out that those people are introverted. I am pretty introverted. I certainly have some like social uh, anxieties or where I fear that people are going to like find me like socially inept or, or something or other. But at the same time, like 
I love to talk and different things. So very relatable. But yeah, kind of kind of shocked me that that she specifically had these kind of feelings. It did surprise me the the depth of it that she it wasn't just like that it made her a little nervous. It's like that she like actively like was like no I have like three friends you know what I mean I guess it's the kind of thing where you you know somebody's funny and then you meet them and you're like well why aren't like why aren't you funny (laughs) you know what I mean like I think that that would be a lot of pressure I'm kind of the opposite like I'm super outgoing um and I am very extroverted but at the same time like I have my own brand of um social anxiety and I wonder if she feels the same way where I feel like ah, I just am myself in every situation for better or for worse it's hard to turn myself off sometimes and so I'll leave something occasionally and be like was I just like the dancing monkey in the corner like (laughs) when I'm just like you know shooting my shot telling my stories like putting in my own little jokes and stuff and people it's just like crickets <laughs> I'm like I guess maybe they don't know me enough I don't know so I I definitely get it I guess there's also I just finished listening to a, a different podcast that was talking about like people that and I have had this happen too where it's like you cannot stop talking in a social setting but it's like you're mm-hmm. you just don't want it's like if there's a long conversation you like that kind of need to feel it or it's like you're having a you know, it's like you have that anxiety of everybody else feeling uncomfortable. So it's like you try to you try to solve that. So <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a bad babbler, but I was actually at a party with somebody the other day, and this gal, oh my gosh, I mean, I heard everything from what she was like in elementary school to. Uh, every single aspect of her day at work. I was when we left. I was just like please get me away from her and I literally was like Jared I swear to you if I am ever on that kind of bender you will come up to me and you will tell me to shut up please (laughs) take me out of the situation yes oh my gosh it was so bad I'm pretty sure I cannot reveal any other details for my own protection I'm pretty sure it was this was the one where she talked about um, a series of like six different friends that she was trying to make basically where she said she started off with her um, she graduated from Dartmouth and so she I I was rolling when she talked about how she wrote an email to them and said I'm trying to make some friends oh my, oh my gosh <laughs> so good strike number one and basically you know how they just she's like oh we we're not friends because we don't have anything in common and then how she's got these or she meets some kind of like celeb friends and when she starts talking about like going to lunch or brunch and she's like you know the expectation of brunch is like you're gonna have like a great meal great gossip and like how they Uh were progressively having smaller and smaller meals (laughs) and the conversation was dead i have been in those situations where i'm literally like Please, like, where's the escape hatch? I gotta get out of here. And I know, like, I seriously feel Mindy so hard on this, too, because I can totally be a snob where I'm like, well, honestly, like, if it's not gonna be that fun, then I'm not gonna go. Like, like, I'm an extroverted person, 
but I tend to be uh, maybe a little bit more aloof person sometimes. So I got to work on that. I, I, I do try and work on that. Not I, being, like, I also, every type of person, I'm like, I have limited hours in the day that I have to myself. I or I have adult time. So I'm like, if I'm going to have adult time, it needs to be utilized in a great way. I cannot squander it. It's so. true. <laughs> so precious hours. Precious also, nothing is worse. I'm actually so glad. I feel like I've kind of gotten away from this, but like, actually, what was I listening to the other day? It was something like a heard from a something from a something, but originally it was from Glennon Doyle's uh, book, Untamed, mm-hmm. about how <clears throat> if someone comes in and asks somebody if they're hungry, a boy like a teenage boy will generally just say yes or no but a teenage girl will like look to her friends and be like are we hungry and it's more of like a group decision and that totally reminded me of that where it's like this pressure it's like well i'm starving but my friend is only having like one taco and i want like five tacos but i'm just gonna have to suck it up any one taco or else i'm gonna look like the big fat lard in the group that is believable to me and i do that but not even from like a i'm hungry perspective i cannot tell you how many times i've been to like somebody else's house and like oh do you want a water and i'm like i'm literally about to thirst it in but i don't want to inconvenience them so i'm like oh no it's okay and then the other person says yes and i'm like yeah i mean you know i guess you can grab one too like that's fine I know if someone offers then I'll definitely take them up on it but yeah I hate to like put somebody out okay Okay. next is one of my personal favorites it was uh, help is all the way this one was where um so Mandy uh, she never this is where like you said she's taken a pretty private apparently she's never shared the baby's father I'm I'm assuming maybe she's done um like a I think, it's a, I think it's a sperm donor. She makes a specific comment in the book where it's like, where she says something along the lines of, how does she, basically talking about being a single parent and says that she, like this child, or she will always be a single parent to this person, which, I mean, I guess, you know, as uh, kind of the assumption that she gets married, she wouldn't be. But, but anyways, so kind of the way she wears it, I was like, okay, she must have just, you know, done a small sperm donor. So, in her other books, it's important. I think it's it is important. Like, her, she talks a lot about how close she was to her mom, and how she always wanted to have kids. Like, she's always wanted to be a mom. So I just think like it's actually amazing to me and so admirable that it's like okay, I'm not gonna wait forever. Like I'm almost forty. I want to be a mom. So like, let's do this thing. Mom. Like that is super brave. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's another. Uh, one of my favorite things about reading is really just like the exposure that it gives to you. I don't, I'm trying to think, I know a lot of single moms in my life uh, and some are by choice, but it's not, I, I don't know if I know of anybody with a, from a, with a sperm donor specifically, you know what I mean? So I was thinking like, this is to me so opening. She also talks a little bit more about, as I just talked about later, but I enjoy so much just kind of like, learning about different situations different family dynamics mm-hmm. she started 
so the, kind of like the whole premise is, you know, she's about to have, or at the very beginning, she finds out she's pregnant. She's talking to a friend, and a friend basically says, you need a, uh, I think maybe she called it a, a baby, baby nurse, nurse. Yeah. to come into your home and help you. And then, you know, she's, of course, she's super doubtful. She, yeah, this is where she talks about her mom a lot. And so my mama has came up and helped me with both of my kids. And I've had cesareans. And I have a, I have a spouse. My spouse is extremely helpful. But, but the thought of having absolutely nobody, <laughs> when she was just kind of doubtful, I, I was like, honey, please. I was so grateful she took this woman up on it. And I don't even know why I started to tear up when she talks about like how she did a little FaceTime call and she found out Rose is a little, uh, she's a little Indian woman. And she's like, Oh, like, you know, just talking to her about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was it just made me think about her, you know, like how she talks about how she's missing her mom and like how she needed her and how this lady kind of like stood like, yes, she was an employee, but she really like stood in at the time that her mom would have been there. Oh man. It's very emotional for me. Love Rose. We have to stand Rose. You need a Rose. I need a Rose. I would, oh my gosh. If I could afford something like that, you better believe. That would be amazing. It also was shocking to me. I mean, it was great. She talked about how Rose, for, I think she said she was there six weeks, someone that did not want to leave her house. I know. This is not this hardcore. Is- this is someone else's. I was like, I would be desperate to get away. I would be like, I need to go to the shopping center or anything. Rose is like, I will earn every dime <laughs> from Mindy Kaling's money. <laughs> oh. You know, she's since had another baby, right? Yes. Well, I didn't know it until I was reading up. Um, of course, I was like, are her and BJ now back together? <laughs> but <laughs> I was trying to think what she named. She had a son. I think named like Spencer or something. And I was like, "What the heck?" I know. I'm name. not a fan of Spencer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think he has an Indian middle name, but <laughs> what, what is her daughter's name? I know she goes by Kid. <laughs> Catherine. She has a Indian middle name. I think it's yeah, the same her as her mom's name or something like that. Swati. But yeah. Kit was actually my favorite American girl. So there's that. <laughs> the only kid I know was just on The Bachelor, Cynthia Rowley's daughter. So that was the only kid hey, I hey. I love that whenever she was trying to, like, she's preparing herself for Rose to come and help, how she, like, would send her an obligatory text message like happy halloween uh right. <laughs> happy boxing day oh, or like whatever it was. Uh, okay. that was again so so me where i'm like oh my gosh like, i know i had this on the calendar i know we had a discussion i know i've been sending payments but i'm afraid they forgot and i don't want them to like not be here when i need them so i'm just gonna check in but i don't really want to check in. i want to do it subtly so i'm just gonna send like a casual hey like oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, so good so very good uh, her, did she uh, say that did she have a cesarean or did she she did she say she did not say but i'm pretty sure she said she left the hospital the next day because she okay she talked about like the the drive home from the hospital and i was like has literally every single parent lived the same life where you buckle your child <laughs> in the car and you're like you're just gonna let me leave like i could just I legally take this 
person and care for them. You're like, will it live through the night? <laughs> but I, I remember the, the day that we left the hospital with the twins and they had been there for a month. And I remember feeling like, but no one's going to go check on us or like, you know, like a government official right. doesn't need to like sign off and say she's a good parent. Like, I don't know. A fit mother. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so then her next one was titled, um, searching for coach Taylor. Do you remember this one? This one was all about her like being a single parent. I can't imagine the judgment. Like people are ready. It really feels like you can't do anything around having a child or being a mom or whatever your choice is people are going to judge you for it like it just that's the way it is and specific it's but it's a very specific kind of judgment where you know we all judge each other we all end up talking a little bit about people behind their backs or at least passing judgment in our minds but it's something to do with child raising that people just feel like they need to tell you well, and like you can just, just like really micromanage and, and get into any like I, you know what i mean like little small things it doesn't have to be a big like oh my gosh they stole right. something it's like oh, but did you see she let her wear this shirt and you're like okay yes. <laughs> cool. exactly exactly and it's kind of like I mean, one, maybe because it's just so universal, like so many people have been in the same situation. So like it's the great equalizer where if you're a parent, then you've probably faced these certain circumstances before. But even more than that, I think also people just, I mean, if you're with women who have children you end up talking about like motherhood and swapping stories and stuff which i love because it can be like a real you know booster but the, uh, it it really is funny i mean from the moment that people know that you are pregnant they're gonna have something to say about it right one of the things that really i i, I truly was <laughs> thinking about like inward and i told you i know a lot of people that are single parents and she talked about I'm trying to remember what she coined it. It was something like pity pattering or something along those lines yeah. where it was yeah. talking about how, and, and like, I know this is true. Like the two of us, we will like, we love our spouses very much, but you will also trash them. Like, my gosh, like I asked them to do so-and-so like they would not do it. Or like, can you believe they slept till like 1130 or whatever it is. But then it was like how you would say that to like a single parent, like you're so much better all for like, you know, you, you, trying to kind of like trash your spouse in front of them because you want them to feel better that that person that you're saying it to really knows that it's still right like you don't want this garbage can that i'm married to you're much better off when all by yourself so lonely but i mean at least you don't have a fourth kid <laughs> or, or you, don't you know what i mean laws that you have to you know it's like okay you're I You're know. really trying. I know. I, well, it made me think about myself in the sense that I'm like, I would never want somebody to feel that way. And then, like I said, I'm a sometimes like blabber, like nonstop. And I'm like, am I just trying to fill a, fill a conversation or say something? And then I say something stupid like this. Like, it made me really want to be thoughtful in a way that I hadn't considered because I've never been a single parent or I wasn't raised by a single parent. That's very true. And I mean, 
I don't know. I think there's also the wanting to relate to someone so badly. So I know for a fact that like when Jared was in school, you know, he'd leave for a month at a time. And so I was with my kids all the time at that point. And I was single parenting, but it's just for this tiny little chunk of time. And I still have someone that I can text at the end of the day and talk to and you know he's still there right. you can expect him present. at some point to come back into your life with a consistency <laughs> exactly but i could totally see myself in this situation like trying to relate so hard because i had like one tiny drop <laughs> of experience with that one of uh, something that i really respect about her too is she taught a lot about like, you know, how she wanted to be in love and she wanted to find somebody. But at the same time, she made it seem like if it doesn't happen, she's, she is happy with where she's at in life. You know, she's got a child, she's got a successful career. She, you know, she did lose her mom, but she's got a, um, you know, she, she specifically said three people in her life. She talked about her dad, her stepmom, and BJ. I just am like, honey, marry this man. I am sorry. I don't know your relationship, but you need to. Seriously, he at for, I at one point I was even like, maybe he just doesn't want kids. And then he she even mentioned, like, I know one day I'll be the godmother uh, to his children. And then I remembered, oh my gosh, BJ Novak wrote a very popular children's book. What? The the book without picture. A book without pictures? Is that what it's called? Hold on, let's do a deep dive. Hmm. I, we have it. It's a cute book. It's like it's all, you know, funny. It's the book with no pictures. And it's like um <gasps> wait a minute. This sounds familiar. Yes, that is a it makes yeah, it makes you say like funny words and it has like colorful fonts and stuff in it. But he like goes around and reads this to children. <sighs> I just don't understand it. Please. <laughs> I need an insight into their life. I need a like, personal oh, well, if secretary you ever, to come in and explain why they're not working out. If you ever want to be sad, you can go ahead and Google their relationship on Twitter and read all their tweets back and forth and really just get down in the weeds. <laughs> um, it's a, you know what? I got to say, the reason I want to be together so badly is honestly probably because I wanted Ryan Howard and Kelly Kapoor. I didn't care about their toxicity. I wanted them to be together. So it's, I'm literally seeing no. them as their characters and I want to force it. That's the problem. They're actually, that was one of my absolute favorite parts of the very last part of the office is when he brings his baby to the reception and then they end up like leaving the baby there and like running <laughs> off together. It's no good so good you know what she does not address in her book and i desperately wish she would because she's talked about it a little bit in her other books like how much work and how much um how much work it is in hollywood to like look good and she goes on and on about like you know, the 10 pounds of hair extensions that every single person wears. Like, if you think anyone in Hollywood has their own hair, you're like dead wrong kind of thing. Or like, you know, big eyelashes or all those things. But Mindy herself has had a little work done recently. And I would love her to talk about that. But what has she had done? 
I I think she's definitely had her lips done. That's like the main thing that I've noticed. Hmm. I don't know. She, you know what? I, I need an essay on this. I was just say, she's the type of author that I'm like, I kind of expect some kind of expose on it. So maybe right. stick around a little bit longer. I know. Let's see. I want to know. Yeah, if you look at side by side pictures of her from her younger self, she looks a lot different. Maybe she's, I don't think she's had a nose job actually. I think she's just had her lips done and she's just like styled herself better. <laughs> Which is, you know, what I was going to say is ironic, but then again, I feel like as I get older, you know, my mind my style changes so much where I'm like, mm, I believe it. All right. <clears throat> well, jumping back in. So um, the next one is Once Upon a Time in Silver Lake. We talked about that one, which was, like I said, one of my favorites. <gasps> Wait a minute. What we somewhere maybe it wasn't help us in the way we skipped over a part that I was done to talk about where she mentions um she mentions her 40th birthday party and you know how like she shows up or how BJ again just literally he's not so much in this book how he comes in kind of like saves the day like kind of pushes her out of her comfort zone and plays something fun and then how he has his 40th party and it's like and over the top um, I, the part that literally scared the baby so bad I had to go back it was still about three times and wrote it down she talks about his party and like you know how was this amazing she's like T or she talks about how like all the things that are available she's like THC gummies available not for me but undeniably cool pre-roll joints again not for me but cool a magician very for me and I don't even know what it is. I cannot deliver one like she can. So you need to listen to the book, people. I howled, scared the baby, listened to it again, howled again. <laughs> like, not like a pure comedy routine, but oh my gosh. <laughs> I do love how much she just would drag people in this book <laughs> if, if it was necessary, totally. like full on. Like what is, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but when she has to give her speech, Yes. And then it was, like a, it was so like good. A football player. Yeah, that was the, it was at that party. Yes. That I, that, uh, a drunken football player. I'm like, I can't stand. Also, what got me about that was how she really led up with, you know, one, she didn't want to be there, two, her social anxiety, <laughs> three, how she prepared and how, you know, she said she's like literally at her workout class and she's like rehearsing what it is. And so she's like, you know, I've got it down to a T. Like, how many times have you been prepped? Sorry, I'm talking super fast because I'm so hot about this book. But how many times have you been like so excited about something you're ready to share and somebody steals your thunder? I was like, I would have wanted to keep this man off the stage or somebody like turn his mic off and give me another one. Get him out of there. Well, she was she was thankful. She like ducked out the door and never looked back. <laughs> she also said he Hi, just BJ. met BJ. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, so good. The next one. I laughed at so hard too. The, the next one was Big Shot. And this is where, like you said, she talks about being a celebrity. And I love how she didn't like shy away. Like, I was dying to know who this was about. 100%. I was literally sitting there like, okay, who might this? I hope one day she's built. I hope when they die, she's like, this is who it was. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who I think it is. I think it was about Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler came to my mind 100% because she talked. It's the description. Because when she talked about the little, but, well, okay, well, two things. She talked about like the little funny movies he was in, but she talked about him celebrating Christmas. 
Adam Sandler is Jewish. So <sighs> Adam Sandler is Jewish. So that but I mean that doesn't mean you can't celebrate Christmas, but she kind of I bet you she kind of told about is he married to a Jew? Mm, I'm sure Sandler's wife Jewish? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he, he did also come to mind for me as well. Well, why don't you explain what happened for anyone that didn't listen? Because that was one of the best stories of the book. It was so good. I loved, like, this is what I was talking about, where she perfectly executes just, like, roasting herself while still dragging other people and, like, just everyone going down in flames. And it was so good. So she talks about how she once was, (laughs) she once was at a restaurant and Hugh Jackman was there, like, maybe with his child. And she sent, and she doesn't know Hugh Jackman, but she sent over, like, cookies to his table. Was that it? Yes. And And I think he was so grateful. (laughs) And it was just, she, like, got like this insane high off of this and was like yes yes and i think somebody oh, paid yes. for bj Novak's meal or something yeah. and she was like starstruck because she's like wow like, we're all rich around here you're gonna you're gonna pay for his meal too uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway that was like her new flex is if she was ever at a restaurant and she saw someone famous she would pay for their meal and then she ends up taking her uh, dad and her stepmom to Hawaii for Christmas. They're at a nice place. Actually, did we not eat at this place and it was terrible? In Hawaii? Wait, what, what? In, Oa- in Oahu? Was it the, the was little it, cheese? Jimmy's Actually. I mean, Lacey, like, did we go to the wrong one or something? We did go to a kind of sorry little <laughs> restaurant that was kind of on the beach. No, I got, this has been, this has been literally so many years ago that I'm like, I don't, it's that job in like four years, but I, I cannot remember that far back. <laughs> anyway, I think that me and Lacey ate at this restaurant and it was basically like the chilies of, <laughs> um, of, of the Honolulu, but you know, I digress. Anyway, she's at this place. She sees this extremely famous movie star who she explains is like maybe middle aged, but still in tons of hit movies. He's funny and like very beloved. Um, and he's with a huge group, and she pays for his meal. And he never acknowledges it. And like they wait and wait and wait. And like he never comes. Then she realizes he just left without saying thank you. What I could not get over was that she actually like mentioned it to somebody <laughs> later and they told him. And then he, you know, sent an email to her. Like I would be so unbelievably embarrassed. That would just be. I don't know. Well, I would have to sink into it. There was there were so many elements of that story that she laid out. So one, she talks about I specifically as soon as she mentioned like that it was gonna be a bill, I was like, How much? I wanna know now. Tell me how much. <laughs> she says it was eighteen hundred dollars. I literally was like, Oh, took my breath away. <laughs> Seriously. Then what also got me was how she really she said like that not only was she sitting there like feeling like a total big shock. That her family was, and her family was literally like, you know, they're like dusting off their shoulders and, and straightening up, and like, okay, any minute now, they're gonna come, they're gonna come thank our baby girl and say thank you so much for you know providing this, and you know she's like just really wanting somebody to just come and like brag upon her. But 
who was it? Conan O'Brien was who went and spilled the beans to whoever this actor was. Yes. Uh-huh. She said they did it from a perspective of like, oh, like that's my friend. They would never do something like that. They're not that kind of person. I would never speak to Conan O'Brien again. A hundred percent. Seriously. Sorry, Coco. You're dead to me now. <laughs> that was so beyond rude. <laughs> not, not, not really even rude as much as like meant to shame. Like, I don't think that he purposely, I don't know. It was just, it was too much. I will say, even her spilling this much tea in this book, I'm like, man, this is like a little, I don't know. I feel like she was really giving some good gossip here. Even though you don't know who it is, it still feels no, totally. like a little inside baseball. This is what I'm, I love. This part. is the kind of stuff I would like to read. It's like little exposés, but from like a reliable source. Like I don't want, or and not only reliable, but also somebody that's not out to like, harm or you know what i mean where it's like not meant to like so and so had a, a second family you know they say it because they want to ruin the first family's life or something but like just just share just enough that i'm like oh yeah tell me more oh yeah and her whole thing is like yeah the whole point of being charitable is that you're not supposed to want the glory <laughs> but she 100 percent wants the glory um but that she's changed and like now she gives to a like a charitable organization or whatever and like it gives her the high that she needs which i appreciate i'm like yeah i get it and i love too that she talked about like you know when she was giving money to these like rich people was like oh like thanks but they really didn't need it and then she talks about how she was given she gave like thirty eight thousand dollars away for her 38th birthday and how these people were so grateful and sitting in her sweatshirts and little pins and like little yard signs and mm-hmm. i was like that is so true you know you've you just feel so much better whenever not only somebody like that needs the money, but then they're also like grateful and you're like, Oh man, like I really did a good deed. I know. All right. What's next? All right, next is her last bonus episode. It was um, what I do all day. So this one was, Oh yeah. Did you, Oh yeah. Did you look at the pictures that went with this? Oh, I did not. Um, <laughs> they're, in the app. they're in the app. <laughs> you can look at the pictures. I enjoyed her talking about um, what she did all day because I was like, huh, like what does a writer producer, like what do you do? I enjoyed so much how she said like basically a lot of it's just like kind of lays it around and somebody's like waking her up from her nap because <laughs> like, man, that would totally be me. Uh, I love how she also said that she hates when people uh, park in her in her parking <laughs> spot. Gets really pissed off. Uh, I she she gives her a little like a step by step throughout the day. It was very sweet how she like starts her day off by reading to her daughter, which I certainly don't do, but that's okay. <laughs> I do read to my daughters. I specifically in the morning. I loved how she said that her daughter just like wanted her to not read it, but like put on a show and like give her. She said her daughter would give her like a takeout menu, and she'd have to be like. <gasps> Pad Thai with shrimp <laughs> or with chicken. Oh my god. Lorelai does that. Her new thing lately. This is my middle daughter who's three. She'll want me to do the voices of everything in the picture. She's like, now do the corn's voice. Now do the haze voice. <laughs> Mom, what about this bird? Make it talk. 
like, hey, I'm a corn cob. And like, that's what she <laughs> forces me to do. And I'm like, please, no more. Okay, here's my I question. How do you remember it? I never remember the voices I used for previous books and characters. I'm like, what oh i don't she doesn't she doesn't care about continuity she just wants literally like the bok choy that's labeled <laughs> in the corner of her book to say something about and sometimes she'll be like now make this cow sing a song about this rooster and i'm like i <laughs> refuse no i don't have time for this and she's like do it like and it's only Lorelai can and sometimes I entertain her and and lean into it and sometimes I'm just like listen lady we're gonna flip the flaps and we're gonna <laughs> go about our day uh um I that's was one of my own little favorite things it's like reading my kids but yeah do I want to do it at seven in the morning absolutely not so I admire her <laughs> for taking the time that she needs and like with the time that she's got with her child and on it <laughs> but anyways this book i i cracked up so often i did feel like i said my moments of emotions when she talked about like the loss of her mother and like being becoming a new mother and kind of like that the some of the difficulties that come with i was just like man like this is such a great book where she doesn't shy away from a lot of stuff but she keeps it lighthearted enough that it was just super easy to listen to you never felt like deeply depressed you just felt a little little twinge of sadness yeah it really was good and it actually inspired me i never watched the last season of the mindy project and so i need to do that if you've never watched that show it's hilarious you should watch it listen i have never watched any of it so now i'm like <laughs> i need to support <laughs> i need to support it's true it's it's on Hulu. It's waiting for you. It's perfect, perfect for your kids not being there and you just being able to enjoy yourself while you fold some laundry or whatever the heck you're going to do. Actually, matter of fact, I've got like three loads waiting for me. So maybe that will be on the queue tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, like we said at the beginning of the episode, if you the next book that we have coming up is four wins by Kristen hannah and so if you have any burning little nitpicky things to share with us we'd love to hear them um you can share them at our on our anchor page and we will make sure that that is linked on our instagram profile um and the link in our bio or you can find us at anchor.fm slash one page more and you can send us a message directly through there you can also dm us on instagram and we'd be happy to link you or if you just want to send us a voicemail at one page more pod at gmail.com we'll plug it in Right, so any social media platform, pretty much one, one page more pod or one page more podcast, please feel free to follow along. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. This has been One Page More. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a five star review.